Good morning. Fritzburg and bloodandfaith.com is 14th October 2023. Been busy posting things up on uh, Gab. I have an account at gab.com slash cybertext, C-Y-B-E-R-T-E-X-T. Pretty sure I have a link on uh, bloodandfaith.com on how to get there. Um, I posted an article the other day uh, about the intent of the Jews in their own worlds, own words. What do the Jews want? You've heard me say what the Bible says about the Jews, which is more important than anything else. I really don't care what some mid-20th century politician said because I think that clouds the issues. Uh, I, 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 I stay away from that. Uh, but I talk about what the Holy Scriptures say about the Jews. And really, I think it's a dividing line. I think it's a dividing line for Christians. Are you faithful to Jesus Christ? Are you faithful to the words of Jesus Christ? Or did you sell out to the Jews like Judas Iscariot did? And I've mentioned this. I've, I've written an article about uh, about Jesus Iscariot. I said he, he didn't show up at the Garden of Gethsemane and, and shove a, a, a dagger between Jesus Christ's shoulder blades. He didn't do that. Judas was facing a, a personal existential crisis that they all faced. Every one of the disciples faced the same crisis. And it, it, it went like this. It, it, serving Jesus Christ is not easy. You'll be hated by a lot of very powerful people. Unless, of course, you kowtow to those poor, powerful people and give them what they want, and then maybe you can split the difference. Maybe you can split the baby. Maybe you can have it both ways. Oh, I can be Christians. I can be a friend with Jesus. I can know Jesus. I can have a personal relationship with Jesus, but I can still have the world love me. The Jews will still love me. The same existential question goes on in the church today in 2023. Got all these pastors out there, all these Christians out there. Oh, I know Jesus. I have a personal relationship with Jesus. I preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, but the world loves me. The Jews love me. The Jews love me. The world loves me. I love the Jews. I love the world. For God so loved the world, so I love the world. And this ain't right. Judas faced the same existential crisis, and, and he had the same situation the other 11 did. There came a moment with Jesus Christ, he looks at everybody and he says, Eat my flesh and drink my blood. People said, You're nuts. You're nuts. I'm out of here. I, I got I got nothing to do with it. I want nothing to do with that. And so they left. And Jesus Christ, he turns, he looks at the uh, other 12 apostles, the 12 disciples. He says, hey, you, got, you want to leave too? Knock yourself out. Peter said, he answered for all of them. He said, look, we don't even where left to go. We got nowhere left to go. You're our last best option, Jesus. It's not like I want to stay with you, Jesus, but where, well, I don't have anywhere else to go. They, they, I, I gave up my commercial fishing business. My parents think I'm in a cult. I got kicked out of the synagogue. The Jews hate my guts. I got nowhere else to go. Imagine that. And so Judas's wheels start turning. And he said, well, you know what? <laughs> I am getting a little too carried away here. Get a little too carried away. Let me, let me go talk to the Jews. Let me go talk to them. Let's see if we can work out something else. And he goes down there and he talks to them. And they said, hey, hey, Judas, it's good to see you. Good to see you, brother. Good to see you, brother. Brother Jew. Judas is of, of the 12. He's the only one from Judea. The rest are Galileans. And he says, yeah, I just, you know, I just, uh, you know, wanted to have a conversation. And he said, well, that's all we want to have. Jesus said, that's all we want to have. 
Uh, can you show us who Jesus is? We don't, you know, we don't have, you know, facial scanning, uh, uh, technology here in, in Judea 2000 years ago. So we just want to have a positive ID on him. They said, well, look, I don't, you know, I can do that, but, uh, look, I'm not, I'm not trying to cause a trouble. I said, Hey, we understand you, Judas. We're not kind. All we want to do is talk to the man. That's all we want to do. We just have a few questions for him. That's it. And he said, you know, th- things have been tough lately. And they said, no, we understand. It's in fact, you know what? Y- you've had a, you've had a rough go there, uh, Judas. So look, just we just want to talk to the guy. And hey, look, we got you know we got a little bit of money for you. We know you need a fresh start. We don't need you know you need a new start. And you don't have to give him up. You don't have to betray him. You don't have to turn your back on him. Just you know this this will get you going. And and the other twelve, we got money for them too. And they're all going to get the same good deal. And, and and so will Jesus. He'll get the money. We just want to talk to the guy. We just want to talk to him. And so they go up, they find Jesus. Of course, he has some security with him. He has some protection with him because, you know, they went for their own protection. All the guards, they went for their own protection. They didn't go to the rest of Jesus. They went for their own protection. Well, you know, it's it's a, a difficult crowd. They're extremists. They're potentially violent extremists. And that's why we couldn't arrest Jesus before because his followers are potentially violent extremists. And so we need to bring guys with spears and clubs and swords and we need some law enforcement with us to, to protect us, not to attack Jesus. And and Judas Iscariot, he's going along with this. He said, yeah, yeah, no, I get it. And he goes up to Ju- Jesus Christ because he's known, he's welcomed. And he greets him with a kiss. He says, hey, Rabbi, greetings, Rabbi. Hail, Rabbi. And he gives him a kiss. Oh, we just want to talk to you, Jesus. And so they arrest Jesus. Everybody flees. They realize that something else was going on. No knock raid. Oh, we just went with all these armed guards not to arrest Jesus. It was for our own protection because these Jesus followers are potentially violent extremists. Judas convinced himself with his mind that, that they really were trying to get along. We just, you know, we just want to talk to the man. This is what treason looks like. This is what treason looks like. And this is the kind of treason that we have in the church of Jesus Christ today. All the pastors, all the Christians, declaring that the Jews, whom Jesus Christ said, are the the children of the devil, and all these pastors and Christians are saying, no, no, these are God's special chosen people. You must give them money. You must praise them. You must give them whatever they want. You must agree with them. They must have their own nation. We have to bow down and grovel before them. That's called treason. That's called treason. Now, what did Jesus Christ say about the Jews? John chapter 8, verses 31 through, I think, about 59. He says, you Jews are the devil's children. The devil was a liar and a murderer from the very beginning. He's your father. You do the deeds of your father. These are the words of Jesus Christ. Now, I've had an article or two written about me. Fritz the anti-Semite. Fritz the anti-Semite. 
It's interesting that they'll quote me, but they will never go to whom I quote. They'll quote me, but they'll never say, oh, but Fritz is just saying what Jesus Christ said. Fritz is just saying what the Bible says. Fritz is just saying what the apostles taught. Fritz is quoting out of Revelation 2.9, Revelation 3.9, 1 Thessalonians 2.14-16, John 8.44. And oh, by the way, all of this hatred, all of this enmity goes all the way back to Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. They don't say that. Oh no, Fritz is a Nazi. He's an extremist. He's an anti-Semite. Search the scriptures yourselves and see what whether what I say or, is true or not. See whether or not what I say is true. It's written there in the word. Don't be like the Jews. They had the laws of Moses. They had the writings of the prophets. And they looked at them. They read them. They didn't like what it said. And they said, oh, no, 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 no. We have a, a tradition that says it really means something quite different. The Christian church has done the same thing with the words of Jesus Christ, with the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, with the book of Acts, all the epistles and the revelation. They've gone the way of the Jews. Yeah, it doesn't mean what it says. We're going to interpret it to mean something different. That's what's going on. That's what's been going on in the church. One of the articles I put up, I said, it's our job. The question is, why do I talk about theology? Other than, oh, you're, you're a good Christian, Fritzy. You're supposed to talk about theology. You're supposed to talk about the Bible. Have a little Bible study, Fritzy. Go ahead. Golf clap, golf clap. And it's like, no, 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 no. Here's the deal. I'm trying to introduce ideas into the minds of the church and the minds of the world that are outside of the currently approved narrative. That's what my article says, bloodandfaith.com. And if the world finds that what I have to say is completely inoffensive, well, then I guess that the world has become so Christianized that we need to give ourselves a pat on the back because what the Bible has to say is utterly inoffensive to them. And they're happy. They believe that the Jews were the murderers of Jesus Christ. None of that offends them. Because the other alternative is the church has self-censored. The church has denied the words of Jesus Christ. The church is ashamed of the words of Jesus Christ. The church won't repeat the words of Jesus Christ. Because they don't want to make the Jews upset. They don't want to make the world upset. They don't want to be called extremists. They don't want to be called radicals. They don't want to be called racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive, or anti-Semitic. Unfortunately, that's the truth. That's the truth. That's what the church has done. Tell us what we can say, Jews. Tell us what we can't say, Jews. Tell us what we can say, world. We don't want to be racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive, or anti-Semitic. Oh, you don't like that? Okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll just, we'll never repeat John 8, 44, ever. I don't know how many churches there are in America, but I would love to know the number of preachers that have had John 8, 44 as a topic of one of their sermons. I'd love to know. 
or Revelation 2, 9, Revelation 3, 9, 1 John 2, 14 through 16. So the church has found itself in a situation where it's joined the fraternity of Judas Iscariot by siding with the Jews. Oh, no, 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 but you don't understand, Fritz. I love Jesus. I have a personal relationship with Jesus. So did Judas Iscariot. Let there be no doubts whatsoever about this. Judas Iscariot had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Bible says in Isaiah 55, he said they had sweet fellowship walking together with the throngs in the temple. Sweet fellowship. Jesus said, hey, if it was just some dude that I didn't know, that'd be one thing. But this was a person that I knew. Had sweet fellowship with him, walking along with the throng in the temple. If it was just some dude, it, that'd be fine. But this, this hurt, man. This went right to the heart. Judas Iscariot preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. He gave up everything to follow Jesus Christ. Judas Iscariot prayed for the sick, healed the sick. Judas Iscariot cast out demons. Of all the people that Jesus Christ could have called, he called and chose Judas Iscariot. And all Judas Iscariot tried to do was find an accommodation with the Jews. Look, this has gone far enough, everybody. There's got to be a way to get along. We need some interfaith, uh, you know, dialogue. Jews said, we just want to talk to Jesus. All we want to do is talk to him. Judas is going, we just need some interfaith dialogue. He's right up to the end, right up to the end. He goes up to Jesus, hail rabbi, greets him with a kiss, man. Later on, he's going, oh my God, I've wasted my entire life. I truly betrayed Jesus Christ. And, and I'm sure at the judgment, I had no idea. I didn't intend that. I don't know. Maybe he won't. He probably said that in, 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 in going leading up to the event. He probably said, well, I didn't mean, mean for him to die. They, just, they said they just wanted to talk to him. I'm just trying to have everybody get along. That's what treason looks like. And unfortunately, we have a church in America, in the white nations, in the black nations, in the Asian nations, that have been deceived by Satan to worship the Jews. And this church, this Christian church, evangelical church, Protestant church, charismatic church, Pentecostal church, mainline church, Catholic church, literally has more fear of the Antichrist than of Jesus Christ more fear of the Jew than they do of Jesus Christ. They will honor the Jew all day long and they will be ashamed of what Jesus Christ said. That's the condition of the church today. We're not getting out of this until we repent of this. We're not getting out of this until we deal with this. Oh, Fritz, you're anti-Semitic. You're anti you know what? Go talk to Jesus Christ about this. And I've made this point before, but God Almighty, Jesus Christ, has no interest in, in portraying himself to you as acceptable and reasonable. Who are you that he should portray himself as reasonable and acceptable to you? And that's what we've done with the gospel. 
Oh, follow Jesus. Please follow Jesus. Jesus needs you. Jesus loves you. Jesus is sad about you. Jesus wants to free. Would you please do something for Jesus and say a prayer? And we've sold him out like he's a doormat. All right. I'll say the prayer. I guess I go to heaven. Okay, Jesus, come into my heart. I don't notice Jesus Christ ever doing that. In fact, I remember the first few sermons that were given in the book of Acts. They're highly offensive to the Jews. Highly offensive. I remember Jesus Christ, you know, sure, he had to be attitudes. Come to me, all, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He's also the guy that said at the Last Supper, he says, hey, take this cup, drink it. It's my blood given to you. Take the, Eat this bread. It's my flesh that's been given to you. He told the crowds, eat my flesh, drink my blood. Oh, but Jesus wasn't a racist like you, Fritz. Jesus Christ goes out there and he looks at the Samaritan woman. He looks at the Samaritan woman. He says, I didn't come for you, honey. I only came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I only came for my racial line, the racial line of my mother. That's the only people I came for, you Samaritan woman. I didn't come for you. I came for the racial line of my mother. Jesus Christ's Father is God Almighty. Don't, don't ever say that the Father of Jesus Christ is a Jew. Don't ever say that. You're insulting pretty much everybody when you say that. Jesus Christ has never gone out of his way to, 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 to become acceptable to us. And we're all so worried. Oh, we're going to offend somebody. We're going to offend the blacks. We're going to offend the whites. We're going to offend the Jews. We're going to offend the homosexual. We can't offend the homosexual because God loves them. You have more fear of the Antichrist, more fear of the world than you do of Jesus Christ. You honor the world instead of honoring the Word of God. So these are the things that I've been mentioning. These are the things I've been talking about. To go on a little bigger and a little bolder, I'm telling you, and I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. Y'all are looking for the beast and the Antichrist, and the beast rules now, and the Antichrist rules now. The whore of Babylon's already here. You know what deception, you know what magic is? You go to a magic show, and they'll tell you, so here's what the magic is. So you, you, you make people pay attention to something over here, but the real action is going on over there. Pay attention to my right hand. The real action is over here in the left hand. Satan knows this. Government agencies know this. Here, pay attention to this. Pay attention to this. Oh, gee, while you weren't looking, something else happened. And you've got these liars, some out of a good heart, some out of ignorance. They're out there saying, oh, someday the Antichrist is coming. All you got to do is read First and Second John and know that the Antichrist has already been here, been here all the time. All you got to read is is the, the the book of Daniel and, and the beasts are clearly global empires. The beasts and the Antichrist are here, and you know what? One of their primary goals is. I'm going to read you some of what the Jews had to say. The Jews are Antichrist. The Jews are Antichrist, and the Jews. Don't have your good, your goodness at heart. 
Here's a Jewish activist, Susan Sontag. The white race is the cancer of human history. Here's a, a Jewish writer, Silberman. It's in the Jewish interests, it is in humanity's interests, that whites experience a genocide. Until white children are burned alive, white women raped, mutilated, murdered, and all white men who have not been slaughtered watch powerlessly as their people are terrorized, only then will mankind be on more equal footing, ready to discuss white privilege and the apparent chip on the shoulder that minorities have. That's from, actually, that's from Ishmael Levitz. All right. All right, there you go. There you go. That's the attitude of Jews towards the white race. From what I've read, whites are only 9% of, of, of the human population. And I want to say that whites under, I want to say 21 or 3% of the world's population. We're a generation or two from absolute genocide. It's time to wake up. It's time for white people to band together as white people and resist the serpent, resist the water flowing out of the serpent, resist the synagogue of Satan, resist the devil's children, resist these people who call themselves Jews, but they're not. They're simply liars. They're liars, according to Jesus Christ, Revelation 2.9, Revelation 3.9. Here's what the Talmud says, their holy book. If a goy hits a Jew, he must be killed. Even the best of the goyim should be killed. All children of the goyim are animals. Gentiles or goys are not humans, they are beasts. A Jew may violate, which means, you know what that means, but not marry a non-Jew girl. Gentile goy girls are in a state of filth from birth. A Jew may have sex with a child as long as the child is less than nine years old. All non-Jews are prostitutes. Okay, you wonder why... I don't want to even say it. But this is this is out of their holy book. This is out of the Talmud. If he, eating with a goy is the same as eating with a dog. If a Jew finds an object lost by a Gentile goy, it does not have to be returned. And there's references to all these. That was from Baba Mazia 24a. All these are right out, and you'll, you can see this. Go to bloodandfaith.com. You can see this here. It says here, Gentiles prefer sex with cows. Yeah, I don't know about that. Jews may use lies to circumvent a Gentile. Okay? Jesus says you are of your father the devil, who was a liar and a murderer from the very beginning. And you wonder why they lie. They're like their father. Oh, you can't say that. That's anti-Semitic. It's what Jesus Christ said, and it's what the Talmud says. If you won't accept what Jesus Christ said, listen to what the Talmud says. Jews may use lies to circumvent a Gentile. If you don't believe Jesus Christ when he says they're of their father the devil, who is a liar from the beginning, and that the Jews do the deeds of their father, including lying and murdering, will believe the Jews themselves. Jews may use lies to circumvent a Gentile. Every place a Jew goes, they must become commanders of their lords. Uh-huh, there you go. Remember the book of uh, Esther I've been talking to you about? They thrive in multicultural empires. They go in there and they subvert everything. They take over and they begin murdering whomever they so please. That's the story of the book of Esther. The story of Esther is not that they're, they're a helpless minority. No, no, no. 
that they wiled their way into power in a ethnic melting pot in a multicultural empire take control leave a figurehead up there and begin murdering whomsoever they wish that's the story of the book of Esther if the Gentiles knew that the Talmud teach Jews to destroy them they would kill us openly never communicate the Talmud with Gentiles that's from Libre David 37 when a grown-up man has intercourse with a little girl, it is nothing. Hello? Hello? You wonder why Jeffrey Epstein has a Jew, if you didn't notice that, has Epstein Island and brings all the little girls and, and little boys over there. Every Jew who spills the blood of a non-Jew is doing the same, is doing the same as making a sacrifice to God. Who's their God? It's Satan. Show no mercy to the Gentiles. A Gentile you may kill outright with your own hands. Murdering Gentiles is like killing wild animals. A Gentile is forbidden to steal, rob, or take women slaves from a Jew, but a Jew is not forbidden to do those to the Gentiles. It's a study not too long ago. Most of the African slave trade <coughs> run by the Jews. Run by the Jews. When the Messiah comes, every Jew will have 2,800 Gentile slaves. Non-Jews are in human form so that Jews would not be served by beasts. <laughs> Non-Jew is an animal in human form to serve the Jew day and night. Okay, When I tell you the Jews hate the white race, I'm simply telling you what the Talmud says. And when I say that the Jews are the enemies of all mankind, which is what Paul said, 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 14, 15, 16, they confirm that in their Talmud. Non-Jews are in human form so that Jews would not be served by beasts. How do you like that? The property of the Gentile belongs to no one, and the first Jew that passes has full right to seize it. A Gentile is forbidden to steal, rob, or take women's slaves, but a Jew is not forbidden to do all that to a Gentile. All property of other nations belongs to the Jewish nation. Jews can seize it all. All right? There's your God's chosen people there. Now, I am... You, Fritz, you, Fritz, you can't be... You're white supremacist. You're for the white race. Absolutely, I'm for the white race. And guess what? Jesus Christ said, I only came for the house of Israel. And someday maybe we'll have a long, longer conversation about who that house of Israel is. I, I, I don't... Uh, other people have written about that. But Jesus Christ would, would never be phased by somebody calling him a racist. Never. That would never phase him whatsoever. He comes out and he says, I only came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Paul said, listen, I love the Hebrews. I love the Hebrew race. They're my people. I love them. Do you think Paul was ashamed to say that? Why are white pastors ashamed of saying that? And if you're not white, if you're not white, it is in your interest to support the white race. Why do you think you or your ancestors moved to white countries? Because it was so horrible? Because it was so oppressive? Because it was so racist? No. We're, we're different than the non-whites. I think that's pretty safe to say. 
Oh, you can't say that. That's I can say, I can say, I can say. And you live your life under intellectual bondage because you've been taught that you can't say this and you can't say that. And I bring out the theology. I bring out the Holy Scriptures so that you can have the freedom to know that it's okay to say the forbidden. When the world and the Jews forbid something, it doesn't mean it's forbidden. Jesus Christ came and preached and the Jews forbade him. Paul and Peter and John came out and preached the truth and they tried to murder him because they were saying the forbidden. If the church isn't saying the forbidden, either you've converted the whole world so they're all Christian or you've betrayed the word of God, you've betrayed Jesus Christ. The the clash is, is very clear. It's very, very true. Here's another guy. You ever heard of John Stewart? Do you know his, he was born Jonathan Stewart Leibowitz? He's a Jew. Go look it up. Wikipedia. He's a Jew. Here's what he says. Black people should hate white people. We ruin everything. We're discs. Dicks. So he pretends to be white and he stirs up racial hatred towards the whites. Another time he says Jews and blacks shouldn't fight. Jews and blacks should go together and get whitey. Here's a member of parliament from Israel. Anti-Semitic, he said, it's a trick. We always use it to stifle legitimate criticism of Jews and Zionist Israel. That's a former Israeli cabinet member. Here's Harry Rosenthal. Most Jews don't, don't, most, most Jews don't like to admit it, but our God is Lucifer and we are his chosen people. All right. If you can't believe Fritz Berger and if you can't believe Jesus Christ, believe the Jews. Believe the Jews. Here he says, Harry Rosenthal. Most Jews don't like to admit it, but our God is Lucifer and we are his chosen people. That is exactly what Jesus Christ said. Revelation 2 9, Revelation 3 9. You're, you're liars and you're of the synagogue of Satan, Jesus Christ said. If you don't believe Jesus Christ, believe this Jew. They say, oh, we're God's chosen people. Their God is Lucifer. Their God is Satan. They're in the synagogue of Satan, says Jesus Christ. Says Jesus Christ. But you're a better Christian than Jesus Christ, aren't you? We're better Christians than Jesus Christ. Well, we, we would never say that because it's anti-Semitic. Jesus Christ looked at the Jews. He looked at the Pharisees. He says, you guys are hypocrites. You do the very things you tell others not to. Well, here's an example of that. Here's a Republican megadonor, Paul Singer. He supports ethno-nationalism for his own country, Israel, including Israel building a wall, refusing refugees, deporting Africans. Yet Singer demands diversity, third world immigration, and refugees for the United States and for Europe. Okay, these Jews are the hypocrites that Jesus Christ warns you against. You've you got to open up your mind to this. And you've got to stop being cowards. You've got to start being brave. You know, you're all you waiting there. You're, you know, whoa, God, rapture me, rapture me. No, and he's looking down. You say, will you open up your mouth and stop being cowards and speak and say what I said? The things that Jesus Christ said are exceedingly offensive to the world and to the Jews. Why do you think they wanted to murder him? Why do you think the Jews wanted to murder him? By the way, the Romans didn't. The Romans didn't. The Europeans didn't. European man, represented by Pontius Pilate, said, no, no, no. He didn't do anything wrong. He said nothing wrong. I'm not going to do this. He did everything he could to get him out of it. And the Jews blackmailed Pilate into murdering Jesus Christ. He said, hey, 
If you if you know if you let them go, you're no friend of Caesar's. Pilate knew very well that they were very powerful in the court in Rome. All it took is one little word. Pontius Pilate decided with Jesus Christ, and, and it's true. He would have been a Pilate would have been executed. There's apocryphal stories about Pontius Pilate later on converting to Jesus Christ. I don't know if it's true or not. Here's a guy named Noel Ignatiev, Jew, another another guy that 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 advocates that which he preaches against. He advocates a genocide for the white race. He's motto, treason to whiteness is loyalty to humanity. And he's called for the abolition of the white race. Quote, The goal of abolishing the white race is on its face so desirable that some may find it hard to believe that it would incur any opposition other than from committed white supremacists. Make, make no mistake about it. We intend to keep bashing the dead white males and the live ones, and the females too, until the social contract known as the white race is destroyed. Not deconstructed, but destroyed. Okay, that was uh, from an interview in Harvard Magazine. Okay, this is mainstream, Harvard Magazine. And you can find this at jewishcontributions.com. Don't listen to Fritz. Go listen to the Jews. Jews will tell you exactly what I've been telling you. Jews will say exactly what Jesus Christ said. They're the enemies of all mankind. There's a genocide against the white race. These Jews are the hypocrites that Jesus Christ warned you against. They won't have a wall in Israel. <clears throat> they're actively trying to kick out all the black people in, in Israel right now. Remember those black Jews from 30, 40 years ago? Oh, we're going to bring all these black Jews to Israel. Well, now they don't want them, so they're kicking them out. they got to deal with the UN. We're going to move them all to Europe. They're the hypocrites that Jesus Christ warned you against, but you're too good, you're too Christian. Speaking not to you in particular, because you're listening to this podcast, but the church in general, Here's a Jewish congressman, Jamie, little Jamie Raskin, little rat Jamie Raskin. He doesn't like me. He wrote a letter to the head of my organization demanding I be terminated. Here's this little Jew. Russia is an Orthodox Christian country with traditional social values, and for that reason, it must be destroyed, no matter what cost to us. This is a jihad. Okay, these people are lying murderers. And, and the church coddles them. The church has gone the way of Judas Iscariot by siding with the Jews against the words of Jesus Christ and against the white race. If you're white, you have an obligation to support the white race. It's called the fifth commandment. You honor your father and mother. You honor your ancestors. And if you're not white, it is in your interest to support the whites over the Jews. It is in your interest to have strong white healthy Christian nations. Why do you think you or your ancestors came to Europe or came to North America? Because we're so oppressive and so bad? Oh, my great-great-great-great-grandpappy, he was a slave. Yeah, he was probably bought by a, a Jewish slave trader and brought to North America. And why, why didn't your great-great-grandpappy go back to Africa? Because it's way better here. I mean, it, it's time to have a little maturity on the part of the non-whites out there, too. It's time to grow, grow a little... But you keep your mouth shut. You keep your mouth shut because, oh, we're going to duck under the river, and they're just... These Jews are using you. Never side with the Jews. That's the story of Judas Iscariot. Never side with the Jews. If you're siding with the Jews, you're on the wrong side. Here's a rabbi. 
Here's this rabbi. He says, World peace can only be achieved once whites are no longer a majority in any country. Written by Jessica Schladenbeck. <laughs> Here's the Jewish Encyclopedia. Encyclopedia Judaica, 1971 edition. Edomite Jews began to call themselves Hebrews and Israelites in 1860. I've told you. I've told you before. In fact, Jesus Christ told you. He says, these people are liars. They're not even real Jews. They're liars and they're not even real Jews, Jesus Christ said. But you don't believe me because I'm anti-Semitic. Here's what the Jewish encyclopedia says. Edomite Jews. Who's Edomite? It's Esau. What does the Bible say about Esau? Jacob I loved, Esau I hated. So the Jewish encyclopedia says these, these Edomite Jews, these Jews from Esau, Herod was a Jew from Esau. They began to call themselves Hebrews and Israelites in 1860. I've told you they're identity thieves and they're frauds. Jesus Christ said it. He says they're liars, they're not even real Jews. But you don't want to be called anti-Semitic. So you filter the word of God and you throw it out because you're ashamed of it. Jewish Almanac, 1980. Strictly speaking, it is incorrect to call ancient, an ancient Israelite a Jew or to, control, or to call a contemporary Jew an Israelite or a Hebrew. Okay, that's what the Jews say about themselves. All right, here's another wonderful false Jew. Israel Cohen. He died in the year I was born, 18... Well, born in the late 1800s, died mid-century 1900s. We must realize that our parties must... Most powerful weapon is racial tensions. By propounding into the consciousness of the dark races that for centuries they have been oppressed by the whites... We can mold them to the program of the Communist Party. In America, we will aim for subtle victory. While inflaming the Negro minority against the whites, we will endeavor to instill in the whites a guilt complex for their exploitation of the Negroes. We will aid the Negroes to rise in prominence in every walk of life, in the professions and in the world of sports and entertainment, with this prestige, the Negro will be able to intermarry with the whites and begin the process which will deliver America into our cause. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's a genocide project by the Jews against the white race. In their own words. In their own words. But you're so afraid of being called anti-Semitic. And I'm not asking you to quote Israel Cohen. I'm asking you to quote Jesus Christ. I'm asking you to say what Jesus Christ said in the Word of God, from Genesis 3.15 to Revelation 3, verse 9. Here's Zelda Green. Zelda Green. Wow. And who could deny anti-Semitism is on the rise? Us Jews will fight until white America is extinguished. Jews in their own worlds. Birds. Now, People say, oh, Jews are, Jews are white. So here's Leo Leibovitz. No, Jews are not white. We're our own thing. <laughs> so we're not white people, but they hide. Again, back to the book of Esther. Don't let anybody know who you are until you can claim victimhood. Mordecai said to his, uh, I think it was his cousin, uh, Esther, don't let them know you're a Jew. We're going to sneak around, pretend that we're one of them until it's convenient to, to, to claim victimhood. They do it today, too. Who runs these Fortune 500 companies? Who runs uh, these big corporations? 
to either Jews or those who have sided with the Jews. Here's Israeli Prime Minister Ariel Sharon. Every time we do something, you tell me that America will do this and we'll do that. And I want to tell you something very clear. Don't worry about the American pressure on Israel. We, the Jews, control America, and the Americans know it. And I've said this before, blackmail and bribery, blackmail and bribery, blackmail and bribery. And the U.S. Congress, U.S. Senate, courts, Supreme Court. Here's Rabbi Haviv at the World Jewish Congress in 2011. Muslims in Europe are used by the Jews to racially genocide the white, the native whites. The homogeneity, here, here's the quote, the homogeneity of European nations is fundamentally against the interests of the Jewish people. We are at a critical turning point in history. The West is becoming more and more racially diverse, and soon the wide white race will be forced into submission. The future of the West is that of an ethnically diverse melting pot, where the evil divisions of race and white supremacy no longer reign. This is all thanks to the tremendous power of our social movements and institutions. This great change will be catalyzed by Muslim settlement. From the land of Israel, Jews will forever be aligned unto the new monoracial world as guaranteed by God. Okay, these people, <laughs> they're the devil's children. I'm telling you they're the devil's children. Jesus Christ says they're the devil's children. But you're so terrified of being called a dirty name by these by the devil's children that you you have submitted to the Antichrist already. Because you don't want to offend them. You're more afraid of offending the Antichrist than Jesus Christ. Here's Benjamin Netanyahu. He said this 20 years ago. He's currently the Prime Minister of Israel. He says, once we squeeze all that we can out of the United States, it can dry up and blow away. And we support these people. We support these people. Christians, come on, man. Wake up. Here's, here's Tim Wise, another Jew. Quote, You white people are on an endangered list. And unlike, say, the bald eagle or some exotic species of muskrat, you're not worthy of saving. In 40 years or so, maybe fewer, there won't be any more white people around, and that's a good thing. Okay, there's your Jew. All right, I don't, I don't, I don't have anything more to say. If you don't believe Jesus Christ, believe the Jews themselves. Fritz Bergen, bloodandfaith.com.